Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Hello and welcome back. Today we have a super special show for you. Bit of a Christmas present, if you will. Yes. So we got to speak to the founders and producers of Every Cloud Productions, Deb Cox and Fiona Eager. And this is one from your bucket list, right, Mary? Yes. I do actually have a bucket list going uh, dedicated to items around Miss Fisher. And this was one of those things, was speaking to Every Cloud. So uh, check that one off. Yeah. But they are absolutely lovely, and yes. we talked about all kinds of things. Yeah, so they, they took an hour to speak with us over Skype, where they were in Australia in the future <laughs> for us, which is amazing to me. Um, and we talked, we, we chatted about all sorts of things. The, the movie that's coming up primarily, what it's like to scale up from TV to, to film, um, working with large funding sources and the strings that might be attached to that. Um, and so it was just a fascinating look into what their world is like right now. So major thanks to them for that. It was really kind of them to give us an hour of their time and just lovely to talk. And I bet you want to hear it for yourself. So <laughs> without further ado, we're going to stop talking and turn you right over to them. Here are Deb and Fiona. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? We're oh, good. We'll, we'll just put our camera on okay, for you. We go. think you can get out of it, but we probably have to jump. <laughs> it's so wonderful to get to talk to both of you. Yes. Yeah, and thank you for all your support. You've been amazing. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, there's um, – we keep – I think – do you keep sending Drew gifts? Is that – we sent a bottle of champagne at the end of the, <laughs> the Kickstarter. What's the right sort of gift? Really? <laughs> it seemed appropriate. <laughs> Very appropriate. Yeah. It's been brilliant. It's been so instrumental for the for the financing of the film to show that support and to show that the television series has got that crossover potential for the big screen because the first thing investors ask you is, you know, why would people pay money right. to go and they can just watch it on their TV screens and uh, that's the best answer. You go, yeah. You wonder why they, whether they'll pay money or not? Well, I'm you look at this. <laughs> inspiring. Just feeling the excitement out there has been inspiring for us. It's helped spur us on. I'm sure. Yeah. A huge <laughs> amount of our support, over half of the Kickstarter campaigns come out of North America. Wow. And yeah, that's and, wonderful. Yeah, and this was, I think, the first time I've been proud to be an American in about a year. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the women of North America got Friday before a lot of the Australian women. Like, oh, they, did. They, they celebrated the her yeah. attitude, you know, much more enthusiastically than here. Yeah, wow. the you know, people hear, oh, it's just like a British murder mystery, and you're going. Actually, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> nope. Yeah, the Jezebel campaign. Oh, Remember? yes. That's yes, when we yes. years ago. Uh, yes, there was, there was a, a bit of a 
tiny backlash out of the states of you know this woman sleeps with men she's not married to and she's you know, assy. we love her we like watching her but can you please stop her doing this <laughs> and um, we opinion on you know what do you say in response to this and we said well just read Jezebel just read the Jezebel site they defended us much more articulately than we ever could <laughs> I think with the American audiences I think there was kind of a response to that saying no 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 you don't speak for us we actually we actually do love this and we mm-hmm. love that you're you're showing yeah. this because American TV is so puritanical yeah about things like that yeah, I don't think we quite realised how big the cultural difference was hmm. until we got that feedback. And also there seems to be more divide, more divide between, you know, that, that kind of more more conservative fundament, fundamental attitude and this really enthusiastic feminist attitude. But in Australia, it's more kind of you've flattened out, isn't it? So we did, when we first got the funding, when we first wanted to do Miss Fisher and with the books, hmm. there was someone within... Oh, the yes. broadcaster that um, didn't like the fact we had to do a manifesto about finding sexuality. We had to sort of explain well, well, why well, she wanted to. Yeah, yeah, they we, didn't like her having art, sex that wasn't a It had to be meaningful. She had to have a full-on emotional connection and relationship and with, with her lovers. And in the beginning, I don't know, you know, in the beginning she has Sasha, the Russian ballet dancer, yeah. who's really... Not a long term. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he was saying, well, I like people like Peter the pa- this this anonymous executive liked people like Peter the painter, or is full of angst and I don't. Oh, they did consummate it, but yeah. it was you know serious and painful. But didn't like the fun of Sasha. We said, no, you just don't understand this woman. She's allowed to do these yeah. things. So we had to. We spent a lot of time defending her and walking a fine line to get away with things yeah. in the big. Until until then, once it was out there, I think they relaxed and hmm. got it and realised that even though she was wealthy and slept with men she wasn't married to and did all these things, she wouldn't be she she would still be likable. Right. Mm. That was oh. a big fear, I think. People will judge this woman; they won't like her. She's rich. She's a floozy. <laughs> they won't like oh. her. But yeah, it's, it, it, it's been interesting, and it's mm. still sometimes I think. Um, because it's the genre is the murder mystery and people actually don't understand the subversion within it. Mm. Um, Just having Franny as, you know, an action hero as well as Mm. um, a detective. And um, what's been interesting here is I went to, to get a fancy dress costume from a party hire place and they found out what I... Um, I was involved with Miss Fisher and they said, oh, come and this is the whole Miss Fisher section. <laughs> and there was all these adult clothes and then there was all these little ones for oh. about to 11-year-olds. And oh. they said, they're, they're, these young women, girls. girls, either want to be Friday or Dot, they have um, Miss Fisher parties. And then you're going, yeah, yeah. there's not enough. Yeah. Fun, strong role model. Yes, and we're young girls. We yeah. were at a book launch. I think it was Kerry's, Kerry Greenwood's twentieth book launch or something in the city, and there were these young, uh, I think they were twenty some early twenties. These two women there who were dressed up in fine costume, and they came up and they said, "We just want to thank you for the series because she's so she's she, she can do what she likes, and she's not Miley Cyrus." <laughs> <laughs> 
I sort of understand the attraction. So she's a lot of fun. And Carrie Greenwood's an amazing woman. If you, um, when we're making the film, you're, you're coming, are you going to come across and be extras in it? We yes. are. We can't wait. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Oh, good. Well, when we know, we'll make sure you get to meet Carrie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, thank wonderful. you. I, I have wanted to meet her since I found the series and started reading the books, and that's fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. We can't wait for the whole adventure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, what would be wonderful, which I don't know whether it would be possible, but she lives not far from where the office is. She lives in the house that was her grandmother's. Wow. Uh, um, and I don't think anything's ha- has have been touched. touched. It's not like Franny's house. <laughs> it's it's a worker's sure. cottage that you can really see through the walls. <laughs> it's just full of books and she loves cats. Because she's a partner to, with a Viking, he's a, he's a authenticated Viking, a pure mathematician and, uh, and a wizard. A registered wizard, yeah. I read. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's like that. There's no actual sink in the kitchen. So we sit in there with the windows open and her cats hopping through the windows across <laughs> the, the cakes. And we go to have cake with her on a regular basis. It's like our visit to the Queen, and that's how we <laughs> use her as a touchstone regularly. That's and great. She, <laughs> she loves it. And occasionally, she hasn't made cakes for a while, but she... No, we bring them lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you never quite knew what was going to come out of the oven. Just <laughs> went. Oh, it was baden that they're, they're like these old. They're called kookaburra gas mm. cookers. They're like they'll be a hundred years old. Wow! With tiny little flames, so the cakes take a long time to cook. <laughs> Lots <laughs> of time to sit and chat. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, a true eccentric. Uh, now, will she be involved at all? Is she being involved at all with the film? Yeah, she's definitely, she's always involved with what we do with Miss Fisher and she, she she's reading the script now, the latest draft, and she'll have comments. And But mostly she's just excited that Franny goes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, they did Alibi and they, they informed part of this, the script process too, didn't they, because oh, of their love of history. Like, they love history, yes. It's hmm. set, I don't know how much you know about it, but it's set in, it flashes back to the end of the First World War, when Allenby, around the time that Allenby walked into Jerusalem, and her, both Kerry and her Viking partner happened to be huge fans of Allenby, this Australian general who was famed for walking, getting off his horse and walking into Jerusalem on foot to show respect wow. to, the, to the locals. So he's, he's very heroic for them. And, and just having worked with Kerry for so long, we know her kind of personal politics and her broader politics inside mm. out. 
So we try to always reflect those. And mm. if we if we've rarely got anything wrong. I think in the past, once we did a we did an episode about Egypt with King Memphis' curse, mm-hmm. and there was something that was wrong in that. And because Kerry's also an expert Egyptologist, so, <laughs> so we got wrapped over the knuckles of it and fixed it. She's very happy after that. That's the only time she said, "I've got a problem with what you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> they always. Um, read the script, you know, they always do a script check. Well, we often involve Kerry in the, as we're creating the plots, when, especially when we're moved off the books, mm. um, the plots going forward, and some we will actively ask for her assistance because mm. no one, because of her background as, um, you know, a legal aid solicitor, she, she's got a very good understanding on the criminal mind, mm. and she... She knows different types of poisons. She's researched a lot of ways to kill people. <laughs> so she's quite useful in that way, coming up with a different poison. Because we often, we when we're plotting murders, would have very funny conversations in the back of taxis where we're going, I think we're... we're how will we kill this one? I think we've used enough poison. How, how, many, how many sorts have we used? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Might be different forms of murder, but and alarmed a few taxi drivers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you add the Christmas one too—the mm. twelve days of Christmas. Um, you know, Kerry helped hatch that plot, and so she's still very much an inspiration for what we do. And it was the same even with our other series, Newton's Law, which is showing on ACORN in the States. Mm. Um, we took the basis of some of her cases huh. and um, used those in Newton's Law. The which, more contemporary cases. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the ones in Newton's Law, especially because Kerry's got a very wicked sense of humour. She seems to be able to um, sort of bring out, see the funny side mm. in some very tragic situations and also when we when we get stuck we'll often ring Kerry I remember might have been early days on developing the feature or or a series but I think it was the feature and um I thought it would be really handy to have a secret child somewhere but in my in my gut I knew that probably wouldn't happen so I rang Kerry and said Kerry what do you think about Friday she said she wouldn't be that stupid (laughs) (laughs) my baby (laughs) That is great. So I'm really curious, um, what motivated you to start your own production company? Oh, that wasn't in the list of questions. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, um, well, Deb and I worked together on and off for, oh, formerly Crash Burn would have been. Yeah. So that's... Over 10 years ago. That it's earlier because Dan's 15. So 15 years 16, ago. 17 years ago. So, but we, when were you doing Sea Change? I can remember talking to you about Sea Change and then there was More Boy. Yeah, I got you. We've known each other for a while through the industry. It's a small industry here. And I grew up in Melbourne and, and I've been living further up the coast but for 20 years. But before that, we knew each other because the industry is small. And when I first moved to Byron Bay, I wanted people to come up and talk. You know, there's a fledgling regional industry there, and I got Fee to come up and talk about a feature she'd done, Morboy, which is fantastic. So 
we yeah we kept up the kind of contact over the years and worked I was had another production company um that I was part of when when Fiona was doing Crash Burn with us but then that kind of ended because the commuting was all too hard and then I remember one one um it was a screen wow. producers function mm. and I said to Fiona I said, if I did a series up north, you know, up up some trip where no one thinks you can do a series, would you come up and produce it? And she said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, that was the start of it. And she came up. That wasn't the start of our company, but I had this project. I sort of gave it to Fee and her company produced it up there. So that was four years of us being together up there thinking, well, this is quite a good combination. Hmm. This works pretty well. And so I was actually up there in a very unlikely location because it's subtropical, it's quite close to Queensland. Mm. We did all the development for Miss Fisher. We formed the company and thought, okay, what's our first project going to be? I'd worked in different companies, feed work for different people, and we thought, well, we're, we don't want to do stuff we don't like. We don't want to do stuff that doesn't work. We're too old for that. We, we want to be really clever and canny and enjoy ourselves and have a high strike rate. So mm. we we... We had meetings with the ABC that we were doing the other project with. We knew they wanted crime. We started reading all these contemporary crime books, and they were all they were all the kind of material that has fed into scanty noir. So they're all about dissections and and you know bondage Pedophiles, and sellers and yeah, they were kind of miserable. And we thought it doesn't really suit our kind of sensibility. And then we found the the Friday books because. Fee's mum was reading them and my daughter was reading, who's a teenager, was reading them. We thought, well, that's a nice board span. Mm, and we yeah. read them with, this woman's great. This this character has such attitude. We can, we'd love, like, being in her orbit. And the period was a challenge because no mm. one was doing period drama there, especially in Australia. And we thought, well... I think Fiona and I are both a bit perverse, and we thought, well, so what? As <laughs> <laughs> someone says... Oh, that's going to be too hard to do, like yeah. east of everything, doing that in a regional location. And as soon as someone says, you can't do that, you go, oh, all right, you just wait. <laughs> yeah. You just wait. We'll show you that there's, you know, we rise to the challenge. Yeah. But also I think um, we, looking back at our body of work, we do tend to gravitate to strong female or just female leads, things, you know, Deb's mm. history of, like, Simone de Beauvoir's babies and sort of preoccupations that um, are our own preoccupations. I grew up with a very strong creative mother with all sisters. It's sort of just in our wheelhouse. Mm. Um, so when we were looking at those books and they were very tortured souls, there's nothing wrong with a tortured soul, but it's... It, it is nice to create optimistic yeah. carrots and, mm-hmm. you know, still I think entertainment's really important. I think, um, you know, one of the things I'm really proud with Miss Fisher is a lot of the messages people don't even realise they're getting. You yeah. know, it's, I can remember one of the, the crits for the first yeah. series was, oh, it's like popcorn and you think, Okay, you think on one level it's like popcorn, but you actually don't realise, you know, as you're picked up, there's some really, the first episode was Abortion. Yeah. And you're just going, okay, that sort of, that that message in it's just almost bypassed you, but it is really important that those Mm -hmm. issues 
are being told, and they're often in a context that's not confrontational. Mm-hmm. So, so you do get mothers and daughters and grandmothers watching it. They're, the language doesn't turn people off. Mm-hmm. The murders very, yeah. you know, there's not, even though someone's murdered, it's very digital. <laughs> um, <laughs> Forum is where we is. We murder people nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so then it's you can actually within the debate of that you can it can bring up issues for people about mm. you know women that choose to work, women that choose mm. not choose not to get married, how are they defined, yeah. um, sort of a whole range of issues. But they don't. It's like people are sort of looking at the frocks. Right. They look mm-hmm. at the frocks over there but actually there's a discourse happening over there and and I think that's um you know I think it's really important that we remember that we're there to inspire and entertain and it probably I think in a way it probably speaks to our kind of brand of feminism like our generation of feminism because it was women a little bit older like Jermaine Greer who are quite you know um not combative, but, you know, really outspoken, really out there. There's the millennials, like, like my daughter's generation, it's kind of come full circle and they, they are quite militant in a lot of ways that scare people like my son. <laughs> but so, that, so they should. But I think our generation in the middle has a slightly different, like, Friday's never didactic. She yeah. has this way of getting around things but wanting to re-educate men at the same, mm-hmm. like bring them up to her level. Hugh was a really good example of that in the yeah. series. Hugh had to learn a lot from Toss. <laughs> for a meek and mild presenting character, she's given him quite a few ultimatums. Mm-hmm. He's risen to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And and Jack is similar. He's a strong man, but his values and what he his life expectations are quite different to Phryne's, but they, he still respects them and they coexist and they're going to have to find a way to navigate that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a different type of... It's, it's inherent in the character of Phryne because that's Kerry's that's way of operating right. as yep. well and, and that appealed to us. Mm. But I also think it's our age. That's so, what I meant. It's yeah, our, that's in between generations. That's of, the age we are now because I certainly yeah. was a militant feminist when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had very different, I you know, <laughs> I was chaining myself to all sorts of things if I could, you know, yeah. very, um, and reclaim the night and... Well, oh, well, I got in trouble from at school and got banned because I was reading The Female Eunuch and, oh, and um, no. on the school magazine committee, and I, which is what I did a series about called Simone de Was Babies, hmm. and I had, a, I had a photo for the school magazine that year, which was the female eunuch book in a girl's locker that was all scratched and graffitied, and, and they said, you can't do that. You can't do that. You have to change that. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Having a woman's torso is not appropriate for the late 70s. And I, I wore it because I had no choice then, but then did a series about it, you know, wow. about 10 years later, about censorship, really, of young women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think that's – it's great that you have Dot in the show because she sort of embodies this – this learning that we all do as feminists. I mean, nobody's born knowing these things or having these opinions. You come to it gradually, hopefully with mentors. And so Dot seems like the embodiment of that, of coming of age and figuring this stuff out. And she's learning as Hugh is learning and watching her get stronger has been so rewarding. Mm -hmm. But still being who she is. Exactly. She doesn't change her essence. And, 
that's also Ashley Cummings who plays Dot, is such a brilliant actress who's mm. playing all sorts of um, really interesting roles now. Mm. She just, in Hounds of Love, I haven't seen it, but um, she she plays a victim that survives a, based on a true crime and yeah. I can imagine she... She's very she good, and, and she's she so she has she does much more extreme roles as well. She's got an amazing range. But yes, as Dot, she's um I love the character of Dot. She's great. She's great to spend time with because she's so terrified a lot of the time of what plan he's got plan, but <laughs> always does it. Mm-hmm. She never lets it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's very brusque, Dot. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, along those lines, we, we were asked um, by fellow fans, will we get to meet Franny's mother in this film? Oh. oh. <laughs> well, we might not because because this is Franny's chance to go out to the world and have an adventure. We we want it to go beyond family. She meets a lot mm. of exotic, interesting characters, mm. but it's beyond family. It doesn't mean she won't down the track, but we didn't want her just to stay in London. Yeah. She goes beyond London and she ends up in um, mandated Palestine. Mm. I think think with this, because we're hoping this will be, um, you know, we'd like to do another movie after this. Mm. You know, we're we're testing the waters with this one to see Mm. how it it goes. But I think also for this one, we really wanted to push the sense of her as an adventure hero as well as... Mm -hmm sort of like an Indiana Jones type character. So um, that's sort of been a little bit of the preoccupation in this to get her to really... Exotic countries and adventure and treasure and all those kind of iconic Indiana Jones things. We thought, well, Franny can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's been, you know, and going somewhere where you can have a crypt and the stolen treasure <laughs> and, and, you know, that. So it's um, so obviously yeah. she's going to go to um, British Palestine, you know, she's oh, going to yeah. go to Australia. And um, mm. so so it's hard to know. You can't take too many people with you mm. to the desert. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> and, and walking that fine line between people who love Franny and the fans who love and know her and then people who, who might be coming to this fresh, right. Mm-hmm. But we definitely want, you know, our core characters are familiar. We just have to make sure that we're not leaving any new audience behind in terms of assumed knowledge. How did you go about that process of figuring that out, how to bring this to a new audience, and especially with the new, with the production company for the, the funders, the backers? How is it, what has it been like navigating that for you? Well, it's been it's inter- it's good having them there because it's good having people who are not as familiar with the series because you 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 try to not let, you know not confuse people and you try to have the backstory in there without too much exposition mm. not too much backstory because it weighs it down and then test it on these people who haven't read it and then it's just been a matter of refining and redrafting and getting it to the point where. They absolutely understand the Jack Finney relationship, even though they might not have watched three series of it. And where they are now, which is where they, in that kind of standoff at the end of the third series yeah. where she says, come after me. So it is chronologically after that. You know, we're assuming it's not in a, its own little 
world outside of the series. It's up. It's post that. Party. But we did have lots of discussion yeah. and debate about whether to do it as a satellite, yes. like a mm. standalone that's mm. within its own time frame, or to to follow yeah. on. And we yeah. made the decision to follow on. But you don't, yeah. as Deb said, you don't have to have seen the three series to enjoy it. Because obviously we want we want to take this Fisher to a larger audience. And the backers, so Roadshow here are doing the theatrical domestic distribution. Mm. So they have to believe, we have to convince them that this is a film that where the fans will be incredibly important as ambassadors to spread the word. Mm. If they're happy with the finished product, um, that it actually will attract, you know, uh, an audience like Wonder Woman. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, but it's that um, it's actually satisfying an audience that's underrepresented and that does want to go to movies, and that it's really important at this time to have an aspirational, um, active woman that and that Franny lends itself to the big screen because of the glamour and because it's Mm. exotic and um, so part of the convincing was that sort of argument about translating it from the small to the big screen and what that means because there's been some other projects within Australia of successful television series that have then gone on to do a feature and haven't sort of met audience expectations Mm. and um, haven't really um, succeeded as they should. So you, you, it's been having to navigate that journey, yeah. sort mm. of saying, well, yes, we, we've actually looked at those and we've analysed why that did or didn't work mm. and then we're taking those lessons with us. So, you know, it's not... Um, the thing that what Franny has, which no-one can deny, is that... The fans are passionate. Like, you know, there's a passionate fan base that want to go with Franny wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a costume exhibition, whether mm-hmm. it's a Cluedo game, whether it's a game book, whether it's the television series, mm-hmm. they have got, you know, buy-in. And so that's been incredibly, that's a compelling argument that we've been able to give to the domestic market. The international market's been much trickier because they're going, well, SEE, is she a a big enough star for the international market? Because she's a television actress. You know, she's not Kate Blanchett. She's not... um, And it feels like a lot of the funding for films is funding by numbers. Like, Mm. give us us a well-known... Um, A-list director, whether they know the genre or the piece or can right. do it or doesn't really yeah. matter. But, you know, they're a name that looks good on the press kit mm. or the press place. And, you know, there'll be 10 actors that the bankers can bank mm-hmm. and you're going... So it's been about finding people that are willing to go on a slightly different journey. Yeah. And, um, and we've found them and it's yeah, yeah, that's great. A lot of that also momentum has been because of the the Kickstarter campaign. The you know yeah. that is so you know they can't argue with the right. fact that there's fans out there and, and 
there's so there's a first there's um and the, and there's money you know yeah. money specs um and and the fans are aware that that it, it would be much easier for us to cast up and put big stars and not have our regular characters in there but but they're loyal and so that that that's the, the way in which the enthusiasm has helped us beyond the money and beyond the practical, you know, convincing aspect of it, is saying, no, you've got to have the people we love. You know, of course you've got to have the people we love. So that's helped us kind of stay sane. I was over at the London film market and I was talking to people, you know, trying to get an international distributor and I rang Deb one night and I said, I'm <laughs> I met this guy and he really loves it and he wants to do it, but he said we can only do it if I, we get rid of the director and finding <laughs> And do we have to have, you know, that guy playing Jack and if you can get this person playing Friday, oh. here, you know, his millions of dollars. And, you know, and it was really... Um, it's like the devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also just saying, you know, well... Also, you know, as a business, if you want to be in the big league, this is what you'd be doing. And, you know, you would have a successful franchise that would go on forever. It was really um, confronting just, you know, actually then having to look inward and go, uh, um, you know, where we have our own business, you know, as any women in, in business, we're a small industry in Australia. You want to succeed. Yeah. And here's someone sort of luring you with the idea of lots of, um, you know, big budget. Because eight million's really hard. That's what this budget is. Mm-hmm. Australia, it's, the ambition of the script is much more than this. Yes, <laughs> you know, it is. So, um, you know, that's... You know, so it is tempting. So you really have to do look inward and go, well, what's, why are we doing this? What is important to us? Um, okay, we're going. We we're not. We're going to stick to the path we're going down, but it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was this other side, and if you know, we we're going to work very hard for it to work. But it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting process um, doing this and it's a little bit terrifying now that we're three That question you were asking about before in terms of scale, like what makes it cinematic, we had this. We had a lot of debate about how big to make it. Mm. How Because with Friday, I think it's not the normal problem. You know, we, we had a series here, Catherine Kim, that went, you know, became a movie and it didn't work, but... A lot of those are very television-bound. So with Finey, we always felt that she's a woman of the world. She arrives on a ship from the UK. She, we flash back to scenes in Paris during the war. She's a very global kind of world-savvy woman. So it didn't feel like we were pushing her onto the no. onto the world stage. It mm-hmm. felt like we were letting her out right? because we kept her in, boxed into a television series <laughs> and thought, okay, you can go now. Yeah. And fly now, mm. and so that that didn't feel right, wrong. That felt like appropriate. Mm. And, but then, how big we made that world stage was, you know, we didn't want to alienate the the fans who love the the kind of um, quite detailed, glamorous worlds we created. So we didn't want to go completely mad <laughs> and 
couldn't have afforded it anyway. <laughs> so we can go. We've always been thrifty. You know, the television episodes, we did a lot, created new worlds every hour, which is a bit crazy and goes against all logic for television. <laughs> but with the, with the feature film, it feels like we've made it bigger, we've made it smaller. We've sort of gone a bit like this and thought, okay, about here feels right. But I think also for film... It, it's the emotional journey within the film, the context of the film as well. So with series, we've been able to Jack and Franny's line, Dot and Hugh's lines mm. sort of continue throughout mm. where um, the, the shaping within yeah. the, the feature of where Jack and Franny start and where they end, where, you know, what they Dot's to, journey is. On a they, they have to, to have travel yeah. within the and, you, and all your television instincts are, well, make, <laughs> What's the make things happen but make it go back to the same point. Hmm. You know, you always want to have that ongoing frisson. You always want to have them dancing around each other you, because that's the fun of it and you can't really unravel that too much, or we haven't. But so with the feature film, it's different. That's a movie. We, we have to, and we really wanted to have something in the movie where people can say, you have to see the movie because you have to see what happens to them. It's not like the series, you've got to see this, because it's new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're different, for, they are different formats. It's mm-hmm. not just one's a smaller screen and a bigger yeah. screen. They, it's a different um, consuming experience. Mm-hmm. So, though people now watch, you know, binge television, I suppose, change that a bit, because you can sit for a whole day, can't you, what eight hours, and it's like, the total experience. Though I always feel like I've eaten almost too much sugar when I've been. You know, it's like, it's like, I can't have any more. Like, <laughs> um, I prefer eat out for me. It's probably because I have no discipline. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, um, you know, the financing of it's different, but also the, the, the experience in addressing um, that in for all of us, all of us involved are going to be going on a bit of a journey because, you know, we'll, we'll try and take as many of our um, heads of department. Like the whole thing with Franny is take, trying to take everyone that's been on the journey um, with us to keep, we just keep doing it. So, um, and it, it, it's quite interesting, you know, people go, oh, well, now you're doing a feature, you're, you'll get this person to do your digital effects or you'll get, and it's like, well, no, we'll all, we'll all yeah. learn together. <laughs> you know, we'll put a go. And, um, you know, so that's, so we keep having to talk to each other to go, okay, why, how is this different? Why is it different? How are we going to challenge ourselves? Um, you know, that's, that, yeah, the fun, the fun part of it really. Uh, speaking of the global reach, congratulations on selling the format rights to Shanghai 99. Yay! What, what does that mean exactly? We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know that means we get to go to Shanghai. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so they've got the rights to turn it into a number of episodes for China only, remake it basically in Mandarin. So, but they've got to, it's, they have the option to do it. So it's, it hasn't gone into production yet. Mm. So it's, um, but they have 
you know, they've paid for it. Um, so we're yet to see the money, but you know, <laughs> it's it, so it's it feels it took three years to do the deal. Wow, and wow. it's wow. not fast. It's so, and it might take that long again before it gets made. I don't. Huh. It's um, we haven't done it before. We haven't worked with China, so it still feels like a journey of exploration mm. for us. So um, we've it's. Again, I think it's what we were talking about earlier. There's something um, they obviously really they love Friday. It appeals to them, even though Netflix have said it doesn't penetrate well into Asia. But it's um, I think they find her exotic, glamorous, and for them it's not too political because mm-hmm. Friday. Um, so I think it it ticks and. Until they read the scripts more closely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Especially the communist so, ones. <laughs> <laughs> I think Camelia Lynchung's um, betrothed, who was an up-and-coming communist, they liked that episode. I'm not sure about the the gay ones and the cocaine and the... might <laughs> be <laughs> a little bit problematic. They'll probably just snip around. I'm sure they massaging them. Yeah, so, so we're very thrilled and we do think you know where we are in Australia and our multicultural you know our, our diversity we would we embrace that and we would love to do more co-productions and work with the Asian market it just um, you know there's a where you know there's a high degree of um, you know Chinese Vietnamese Sri Lankan that live in Australia and we don't we just don't feel their stories are reflected on our screen. So that's something we're quite passionate about too. So we'd we'd love to to work more with HBO Asia or Netflix Asia and feel we're aligned and positioned to do that. So that's a new frontier for us. <laughs> we'd like to do it. Yeah, so yeah. The, the deal with China is sort of one step towards that. Mm. So, global takeover. <laughs> well, it almost, it's, it, it's almost like Franny's becoming an archetype character, kind of like Sherlock Holmes has been done so many different ways. There's a Japanese one coming out with where she's oh. a woman. Um, I can almost see Franny being that level of a, of a phenomenon. Yeah. You yeah. can come and work with us. <laughs> She'd be very good to have around. That's our our plan. (laughs) We want to do Lego, little Lego. Oh, yeah. And then we could, all the animations they can do. Oh, yes. Yeah. Finally, the Lego movie. (laughs) I love that. Do that. How can we make this happen? Yes, exactly. (laughs) We should put a call out there for all the Lego fans because there's create little vignettes. But they're little Franny and Dot vignettes. (laughs) (laughs) There is a fan who takes Legos and has created the characters, and she positions them in different scenes and in front of you know a piece of cake, and so it's like little person, giant cake, but. They're really fun. But I think, yeah, we should do an actual movie. Yes. 
Well, we, um, Roy Lee, who is a um, Korean based oh, he's American. Who did the Lego movies. Who did the Lego movies, has been a big fan of Franny's because of um, a popular culture podcast. Yeah, this was Don't a long was time you. ago. Yeah. Um, and he kept on hearing this woman talking about it, and he's... Yeah, we could say you do the Lego yeah. movie, the Friday Lego movie. Yes, he approached us a long time ago about doing a, a US format and, um, you know, with, it would be a high profile, you know, it would be a Catherine Cedar-Jones or something like mm. that. Mm. And, and in the end it didn't, it didn't you know, the, it didn't work out, it sort of went away. But, and we wouldn't do that at this point anyway. We still mm. feel like Friday, Essie and the Friday we have has still got a lot of world travel to do before we do that. And she's obviously working in the States. But we've kept up the relationship with him ever since, and he's been a great help to us. Hmm. Actually, we should ask him if he contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> <laughs> we'd asked him to invest, but he declined. <laughs> we've read and we've heard that your thoughts are to per- perhaps turn this into a trilogy. Um, does that play into the Kickstarter campaign? Is that does that kind of has it moved on to its own thing? If that happens, how how would that work? I mean, I know it, it a lot depends on how well this first movie does, um, but how do you see that playing out? That was me and Deb being quite facetious in an um, interview once where we were talking about. Um, Friday and where, how you work out where she's going to go. And where we like to go next. Like India, uh, British Raj was one place we like to go. I think we talked about Spain and we talked about a few other places. We go, where did we want to go? Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day we read this, you know, Friday Fisher trilogy play and we thought, oh, okay, yeah. we would like to do more features. But I think we, with this one at least we had the script first yeah. before we started <laughs> being out there so we have to do development but yes if this one goes really well we we'd love to do more and and i think well it's at this the kickstarter and so having you guys come over as um and being extras and being part of it and like some of the rewards they're People have got their names in, so Deb's yeah, been... Yeah, it's been fun trying to work in these crazy names that people <laughs> And some um, signage, because they're yeah. quite modern sounding. Hmm. And um, you're suddenly going, oh, that's right, not everything fits in the 1920s. Mm, yeah. But um, so it will it will be a bit of a learning curve. Like mm. if, if it works out that people feel like they get value for the experience, mm. that it's positive for both sides then it's like well then why not keep doing it this right. is like your interactive cinema like yeah. fans can you know where it's it's limited because we can't um obviously have thousands you know there's a limit to how many extras right. we can afford you know having right. the show and um you, you know, how many people we can facilitate coming on set and not exhausting the actors and so, but if it all goes well, then yeah. we would we would continue it, you know. It's sort of, it's about ownership and, um, you know, that's so, yeah, it's all part of an ongoing journey. But, um, you know, the support has, as, as we said, has really enabled it to happen in a, in a proof of concept and also 
it's been fantastic for Essie and Nathan. Mm. I think everyone that was really like winging up, going, oh my God, have you seen where it's got to? Oh my God. It's it's the level of excitement and um, has, it, it, it just, it's just spurred us all on. And I think also in Australia, it's, it, there's, it's been a um, great sense of pride that this has been an export and um, that it's it's travelled and this is... Um, so we, we have um, government subsidy here for any fans wanting to do co-production with us. <laughs> there's a lot of soft money, but it's very competitive. Hmm. Um, and definitely... They really applaud different ways of raising finance. It's this sort of thing is not as common in Australia because we do have government subsidy. Mm. That entrepreneurial nature that I think is reflected more in the North American culture is so yeah. that's uh, that's really been noted by people, and it's really definitely helped us. I don't know if we would have got it funded without it, even mm. though it's only a portion of the finance that still has to come from a range of places and you yeah. still have to jump through other hoops. Um, I think it's been instrumental in us getting the film up. Mm. So, Definitely. you know, the fans wouldn't be having more finding if they hadn't, you know, they deserve more finding. <laughs> <laughs> we all want more finding. <laughs> You've created this amazing world, and it's such a rare one, which I think is why people, it's women especially, have responded so well to the show, because we're used to having to compartmentalize everything. You know, you can have action and beauty, but women are not, they're going to be underrepresented and poorly used. And in this case, you, we get everything. Mm. We get a strong female protagonist who is incredible and also wears beautiful clothes. And it's just such a rare thing, unfortunately, um, that I, I just want to live in that world. <laughs> and I feel like that's sort of the, the feeling that I find um, from a lot of fans. Is like I think you'd said, um, you just want to be in her orbit. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, as Fee said, we started doing these kind of female-led things because it's just what we – it's just innate. It's what we do. And as as times have changed, she's she's developed more currency. More, mm-hmm. She's more critical now than she was when we first kind of conceived of her. But it's interesting, It's and it makes us very – you have to be careful. We do, don't get too aware of the kind of politics of the world because she was – without thinking about it too much, she was – the kind of feminist that we love and mm. admire. And but you do think about things, something we've been contemplating with the feature is, you know, with the all the fuss with Harvey Weinstein and all those kind of things, what we don't want people to think with Franny is she's anyone. Because in the twenties, you know, you can flirt. It's much mm-hmm. more flirtatious contemporary material romance that we write where the vamp is not a powerful the vamp was a powerful figure then could mm-hmm. flirt in a powerful way it's it's harder with contemporary drama so we get away with that but we also want to make it clear that Franny draws a line mm-hmm. she's yeah. not in there's a line that she draws so with the feature we've we've made that something that's a kind of a new thing that we've had to consider and thought yeah there are certain men in her life that she'll go uh-uh mm-hmm. so 
She did have some rules. She never slept. Oh, with she never slept with the mirrors. That was that was that we had yeah. we had a few battles. Yeah. We, we, we did. We had a few yeah. rules that she wasn't allowed to we break. Yeah. And even if she didn't know they were murder at the time, she yeah. had a sixth sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she was never. No. It's, and um, then you were too young, like those rowers. Yes, she didn't take advantage of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think her age too. I think people like. She's not 19 and she's not a stick figure and yeah. she's um, – there's there's a beauty in her maturity and that's an underrepresented um, role model on screen. Mm. But um, yeah. recently we have our equivalent of the Golden Globes mm. uh, for Os- mm. – not Oscars, Logies is probably more like the Oscars. But um, – and it's – there's been some articles since because actually – Women were totally underrepresented. The films were women as victims, mm. um, tied up, raped. Yeah. Um, sort of, again, you're just going, someone emailed us saying, bring on the Franny film. We need to be celebrating a different sort of female character on our screens. And, and that made you go, oh, every time you think we've progressed, the realities mm-hmm. of the statistics show otherwise. So yeah. I think it's really important. I think it's really important for young women too. To you know, I think there's a reason why um, Wonder Woman struck a chord. Mm-hmm. Yes, with with, um, with multi generational women that they just want to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And brave and courageous. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think we need that. So. We do. <laughs> it's certainly been empowering for me, and I've spoken to other women who love Franny as well, and it's encouraged mm-hmm. us to do things that we wouldn't have before. Um, and I actually made a list called Miss Fisher Made Me Do It. <laughs> and I have quite a number of things on it, including, you know, creating a podcast, um, going to a fan convention, meeting up with total strangers in New York City who just also happen to be Miss Fisher fans. There are all of these amazing things that I would not have done previously. Um, but yeah, Franny inspires that mm-hmm. in a lot of women. It's funny, oh, wow. when we were first doing the series, we had a, a script coordinator there who had this mantra. She said, what would Franny do? And she tried to live her life that yes. way. <laughs> yes, I actually ask that on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be a T-shirt think, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it should be. Has she made anything naughty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want that on record necessarily. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, I read a lot more fan fiction now. So there's that. No, and we're going fair. to Australia. Oh, yes, that, that too. We're going to Australia. Yeah. So, and, so you'll have to plan some other. Do you know what else you're going to do while you're here? We're not sure yet. Um, I have a friend who's living in Sydney, so there will probably be something there. But um, well, no, we, we haven't. Well, have- some little things for Franny fans to do. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll get Bri on to that. Yeah. She'll, be get, she'll be good at that. We definitely Franny. want to see the filming locations around yes. town. Yeah. That's that's yeah. high on the list. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll make sure we have um, Mel- Melbourne tours. They do a Franny walk. So, and mm. they 
so maybe when everyone comes over, special, you know, yeah. we'll make sure she's running walks and mm-hmm. things like that because they we're still doing those tiny walks yeah. and whip and lay and we'll do a little we'll do a little fan pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Are all the extras from the Kickstarter pledge coming at the same time? There, there will be uh, an event in the script that means that it would be good, a good place for the oh, yes yeah. to be um, work well. But we haven't sort of totally worked that out mm-hmm. yet. Where um, whether that's um, feasible or whether we, it's better to to spread them out during the Melbourne, hmm. Melbourne shoot. But we are there's one particular event that would be a bit of fun for people to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very intriguing. <laughs> just a bit of dress-up fun. Oh, <laughs> fun. <sighs> yeah. Well, but it will be, it'll be cold when you, it'll be colder. Yes. So, that's so. Don't don't think. Don't bring your swimming. Don't, <laughs> unless you're going to go up north. Okay. If if yeah. you want to go somewhere beautiful yeah. like the Barrier Reef or something mm. like yeah, it's a big country. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I we just want to thank you so much for your time today and and speaking to us. And we kind of had one more question for you. Um, is there anything that the fans can do in the meantime for for you to help build buzz or or kind of the way the Kickstarter showed the producers what the fans are looking for? Is there something else we can do for you in the meantime? If you go to MissFisherTheMovie.com, mm-hmm. um, we, we are going to try and raise a little bit more um, money just because we... The, we want to either go to Israel or Morocco, and it's a little bit more expensive than we, than we planned, or we're a little bit worried about we were going to film in Jerusalem, but because of yes. um, recent events, we <sighs> need a... Yeah. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> that wasn't helpful. It wasn't helpful. Uh, it's not... Keep feeling proud to be American. Uh, so, so there might be some ways that the fans could still help. We don't want to keep, um, you know, coming back like this bottomless pit of like, give us more, give us more. Um, but we will, it would be really useful because um, I think we won't, I, we do need a B plan. So um, the international company Cachette's based in Tel Aviv, the, um, an Israeli company, which is fantastic to have them on board, and, and the opening scene in the in the script is is in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh. So excited that they were based in Tel Aviv, which is just a fluke. And one of the women we're working with, her father was born in mandated Palestine, and and they said, well, maybe we can shoot in Jerusalem. So we got very excited until it got a little bit dicey, and we still might do that, yeah. but we think it's sensible to have a B plan because mm-hmm. just the insurance there alone oh. might be um, yeah. astronomical. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so we're mm-hmm. going to um, reopen, Drew's looking into reopening the campaign, just sort of an on-demand. So if there's ways of just 
um, we still need just, we've, it's been made and everything, but just because of that little bit of... Um, well, there might be people who missed out who would have liked to contribute. Oh, there, there has been a lot of people coming back to us saying, how can we be involved? We've got, um, there's some people that are putting private investment through, through the states to a couple of women that have just been amazing. Um, and so, you know, if people are interested, it, for private investment, it's over 20,000 um, Australian. Um, so we're looking for more private investment and we probably will open the campaign but with a different, not, it, we won't be able to give the same level of rewards that we're able to do with the Kickstarter campaign because we can't, you know, we just can't facilitate more extras or all those very experiential um, rewards are much harder to facilitate but... Mm. We do it would be great to get a bit more support just for because mm. the reality is I, I'm I'm concerned about filming mm. in Israel at the moment. Mm. So I have a yeah. feeling if you if you ask, it will uh, come to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I mean, we're just our gratitude towards you guys and the fans and. Um, yeah, you know, we we started off on this journey through our through my mother and your daughter. You know, it was sort of like what they wanted, and we've we've sort of just created the sort of woman we like to be around. And um, so, and Kerry's obviously amazing, and um, and Essie, and there's been some incredible women that have, along the. The way Carol Sklan, Joe Bell, they've all yeah. sort of contributed. They've all put in their Yeah, everyone. Their it's funny, you know, we worked on a lot of other things, but when because there's something about Friday because you do want to celebrate a woman like that and because it's period, mm. I think it's because it's a beautifully crafted show that nearly everyone who's worked on it has kind of wanted, has just got a little bit more passion than they have for other shows. So they've really pushed themselves. So it's lovely to be able to, yes, as Fee said, take all those heads of department with us and say, okay, now we're going to let you loose with a little bit more money and more <laughs> chess in play. I've got more money. <laughs> 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 we'll have to do ten times the amount of work. <laughs> well, she's still a very ambitious woman, this yeah. Friday. <laughs> <sighs> Well, thank you so much, and thank you for creating the incredible world of Franny Fisher, oh, which has meant oh, a lot okay. to many of us. Yeah, and Kerry, of course, Kerry Greenwood. Yeah, have to, you know, yeah. of, she's the, of course, she's the muse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, we're we're looking forward to it, and um, we're we're excited to to. Be there for a small part of it as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, and yeah. tell all the fans we love them, but be patient. Drew is <laughs> he's, he's, he's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. He's okay. our um, commercial director, and he speaks a lot directly to the the fans. And um, he's got I've got seven thousand emails. There's <laughs> oh. a lot to, to look after. So it it's. Um, we're just still quite a small company. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. 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 But have a lovely Christmas and New yes. Year. And, and you. Uh, yeah. It's very you. lovely to speak with you. You, you too. too. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.
Wow. Yeah. That was really cool. We hope you enjoyed listening to them talk about so much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a little, we got some little tidbits in there about the upcoming movie and um, all kinds of good stuff. And I know it seems like the film is kind of a long way away, but I, I'm hoping, as I'm sure we're all hoping, that that time's going to fly right by. And so hopefully this will tied you over for just a little ways. <laughs> right. Um, so major thanks to Deb and Fiona for talking to us today. And uh, we just want to raise our glasses to them and thank them from across the world. To every cloud. Cheers. <laughs>